It's Monday, July 17th, and we have Rabia Kamara of Ruby Scoops and Susie Snow. It's hot tomato summer. And did I have the best sandwich I've had in a while? Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Hey, Richmond, get ready. Duke's Mayo is cranking up the heat with hot tomato summer. July 24th through the 30th, savor summery mayo and tomato dishes from your go-to Richmond eateries. Visit hottomatosummer.com for your local participating hotspots. Welcome to Eat It Virginia, your number one podcast source for food news and interviews with the people who make Virginia restaurants great. Follow us on social media at Eat It Virginia and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app and leave a review because I saw one the other day. It was very positive. It warmed, really? it warmed my heart. Oh. My name is Scott Wise and I am joined as always by my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. Rabia is back. Rabia is back. And all I can say is yay, because, man, she's so cool. We haven't laughed like that in a while during one of these sessions. Crying. I literally was crying. I may or may not post that video on our social media. I don't know. You know I don't care, because I'm sure it's extremely attractive of me snorting um, water at a microphone after something she said, which, guys, was really funny, so I can't wait till you hear that, because, man alive. (laughs) We haven't had too many repeat guests. We last had Rabia on in the summer of 2020 which is shockingly three years ago oh my lord how is that possible so much has changed but what is time (laughs) we're getting deep (laughs) we're getting deep on the podcast we're getting deep uh rabia talks about the inception of her award-winning let's call it award-winning hot tomato summer uh yeah if it doesn't win all the awards forever it should because it really is like probably the one thing everyone thinks about when they think of hot tomato summer and duke's mayonnaise so yeah yeah she talks not only about that but some of her celebrity encounters and some of the struggles and successes she's had opening up her businesses around town luda man she talks about luda Anyway, we're going to talk. Are you okay if we talk about it? I'm cool about it. I'm going to talk about how we're the first ones to make. I don't know if anyone else in the country is making mayonnaise ice cream. Uh, we're going we're to get into it. Let's. Something serious. Actually, I'm going to get into it in the beginning. <laughs> so, so excited to see you both. I haven't seen Scott like in over a year. Four weeks ago, Scott. Four weeks ago. <laughs> maybe, maybe five. We had the head of marketing for Duke's Mayonnaise in to chat with us. I remember that. Well, I hope you do. You Rebecca. Here. Rebecca. Yes. Lovely and, individual. And the three of us, unbeknownst to each other, were discussing hot tomato summer. And we all looked at each other and I was like, you know, I'm like, I need, I, for some reason in my head, I need to hear people's favorites of everything. It's just sort of like the life that I lead. Do you have a list? I want to know your list. Where have you been last? Give me the stuff. So I'm like, what was your favorite, Rebecca? Scott, what were your favorite from last year's Hot Tomato Summer? And if it is if we rock, paper, scissored it. On the count of three. On the count of three, everybody said <laughs> Rabia's ice cream. That's right. Fact. Everybody. <laughs> 100% consensus, Duke's mayonnaise ice cream. And I was like, and it wasn't me, it was Scott. Can you please bring my girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> back Don't put my business out there like that. Back on the podcast. So, 
I can A, see her, and B, holy moly, Rubia, what are you doing to the ice cream? <laughs> well, hello, everyone. I'm so excited to see both of you, because last time we did this, it was COVID. And prior right. to that, Scott had sent me a Facebook message I never saw, so he maintains that I ghosted him for a year, which I do not agree true. with. Because you I didn't, ghosted your boyfriend I, for a year? I didn't know that Facebook had a little secret like requests area, right. because although I'm in my 30s, technologically, I am 62, <laughs> so a lot of things I'm like... I don't. I'm like. I'm like my dad. Not to like zoom in to look at things. Do you have um, to hold it out? Sometimes I gotta hold my, it out. This thing where I'm like, wait. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, we we made it work. We're we're, we're friends. August of 2020 was the last time we had Rabia on the podcast. Yeah. August of I just listened to it. And you've been eating ice cream every week from there since. Unfortunately, I think the last time I saw you in person was probably last, last hot, hot tomato, tomato summer. summer. When I brought some coworkers in. To what a terrible, eat. terrible sweet tooth person you are. I know. I'm not living up to my <laughs> reputation. No. No, I expect you to I carry feel like that this portion is like of a, us. This is a rebirth of our relationship. Absolutely. I think it started, it's, it's rekindling today. It is. Look Over those. tomatoes, yet again. We yet all yet have again. a love for tomatoes. Tomatoes and ice and cream, ice cream. that's his... So let's pause for a moment. <laughs> the ice cream that you served last hot tomato summer mm-hmm. was... Mayonnaise based, obviously. Straight Duke's mayo, baby. And you contend <laughs> that you might be the only person on God's green earth making ice cream well, out like of mayonnaise. On, on God's green North America. I think somewhere in Europe someone's doing it, but it's Hellman's, which like, uh, bleh, what? Bleh. Yeah, I don't know. God's green North America. <laughs> well, God's green North America, thank you. Of America. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about Europe. But I don't believe that anyone else in North America or specifically in the South is making Duke's mayonnaise ice cream outside of us. And if they do, I think it'll be kind of a, potentially an often- Imitated but not duplicated because we are the originators. I'm going with it. I feel like one, we should talk to Dukes about getting it patented. Yes. How about that? Rebecca, Um, are you listening? Rebecca, I'll see you soon. You're coming to bring swag, so we'll talk about it. Also, let's think about like how a Duke's mayonnaise (laughs) container of ice cream would look from a branding standpoint. Pretty freaking ball. It would be pretty cool. I mean, I'd I'd roll with it. Yes. Instead of dumping mayonnaise on top of a coach. Ice cream is one hundo a thought. That'd be painful. <laughs> it would though? be very. Cool. I mean, like I don't know. I like a cold water plunge. Just think of it. It taste if it tasted. But when you jumped just into like it, pounds of mayonnaise also metaphorically painful. <laughs> metaphorically, because <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've gotten really deep all of a sudden. But know. also moisturizing. Yes. Um, so, so like oh my hair. hair. It's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Only the women. You don't have to worry about that. Scott, you have great hair. You do have beautiful hair. So yeah, what goes into a Duke's mayonnaise ice cream? Would be. I know. Right? So, obviously mayonnaise. Obviously mayonnaise. So obviously we all know mayonnaise is oil and eggs. So there's the fat component there. So any normal fat we would use in ice cream, bases usually milk, cream, egg yolks. We take out the egg yolks because they're already in the mayonnaise. We lessen the cream some. There was definitely some playing to be done because almost like an olive oil ice cream, you have to account for the fat that's coming into it. Sorry, guys. I don't mean to get science-y on I love it so much. Um, But you have to basically account for how much fat you're putting in to take out. So we did a few rounds and figured it out, wrote it down. It's set in stone. Love it. Uh, and it, it, it came together really well. I was even while making it the first time when Rebecca had reached out, they were like, can you do a play on a tomato sandwich, like a mayo and tomato ice cream? And I was like, not together. <laughs> but what I can do is make a Duke's mayo ice cream and then do like a tomato watermelon sorbet so people can eat those together. And then for the last couple of years, our special has been the mater sandwich. So pound cake, tomato jam, 
Duke's Mayo ice cream. We are switching it up this year. Ooh, breaking news. I know, right? Are you going to unveil it for us? Sure, or is this? Talk, okay. talk about They're so, switching it up this year in a week and a half. In a week and a half. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so soon. Whew. The whole year has just been on like... Is it July? Wait, wait. Don't change the subject. Sorry. What's okay. New, what's okay. New play for is okay, it sorry. July? It is almost August, frankly. Oh. Sad. What happened? Where did 2023 go? So this year, um, mm. the first year that we did it, I got this Duke's Mayo cookbook. And there's the recipe for their delicious cake where you replace the eggs and the oil with... Mayo, much the like our ice cream. One. Not the chocolate one. Ooh. So we're doing basically like the 100th birthday one. So not quite the Funfetti, but it's going to be a Duke's yellow cake. Yum. And we're going to do a tomato basil buttercream. And then we're going to top that with a Duke's mayo ice cream. And I think I might still want to do like a tomato jammy kind of thing, but we'll make it more of like a coolie. So it'll be like a red pepper tomato coolie situation. So kind of like a play on a Caprese Plus mayo okay sounds like a lot of work <laughs> is it a lot of work or is it pretty easy at this point that you can just kind of change on the fly like the that? ice cream is the easy part frankly right. so it's the other component and we probably will still run the tomato sandwich because i feel like if i don't people will revolt um don't want that but i want to try something new and i really like cake mm. and we've been eating a lot of cakes like tasting cakes for the wedding and i hate them all so you did no know this right to anyone i just am not feeling cake right now you're no longer going to be able that's why i didn't want you to spill our business on the podcast i mean i just think i feel like dude's coming after me i mean i think he's pretty cool dude i don't think he's gonna like race after you he's literally across the street i don't look back right now because he didn't want to come in here because he was had his shirt cut (laughs) off intimidated by me or something (laughs) i was like do you just not want to see scott and he was like what do you mean and i was like it's okay well it's okay i mean you will have to eventually you know you will have to eventually meet each other so So marriage yeah that's a thing right yeah what's that like tell me please oh god (laughs) (laughs) uh let me tell you uh, you, you get to keep him, but now he's really yours. Now he's my my problem for oh, real. All the all, and everything that comes with it. Can't figure out how they can just take their pants off right where they're standing. Oh, turns out I'm the husband then. That's me. <laughs> oh, is that you? That's definitely oh, me. God, what is do, happening? Like, just what do they? I know. And towels, hang them up. Yeah. But like, he'll we be go down this. End. He's very much like the hamper's just right there. I'm like, okay, fine, I'm coming. Five inches. Yeah. You could just take it there, but no, no, no. So when are we getting married? Where are we getting married? What is going on? I'm trying to think, will my parents ever hear this? Yeah, okay. So they shouldn't. We're getting married September 16th at Seven Springs in King William County. Uh, but as you two both know, I'm a first generation American. My very African parents have been making things very not exciting. Ooh. So we might be sneaking away to a look beforehand. Ooh. What does that mean exactly? What are we're they, going to New Orleans. What are they not <laughs> You know what exciting? we're going to do? We actually are, and that's where we're going. <laughs> we're going to New Orleans and doing our own little thing, having our own little party because it's basically their wedding. But September 16th. September 16th, big wedding. Big African wedding. Okay. And so. What does that entail? As you know, I want to know food wise. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So obviously as a foodie, uh, the food is the most important part for us. So I don't know if either of you have heard of um, Antonio Owen. He goes by Chef Antio. He's mm-hmm. done some different events and he does like food pop ups. He used to be my manager when I worked at Toast when I was talking to you guys the first time around and we've created and developed a great relationship. So he's doing all our food, except for the fact that my parents were like, we need African food. So they have outsourced. I know. I know. 
They have outsourced African food for a cocktail hour and one entree on the menu. We already had three and they were like, what if we add three more? And I was like, what if we don't have this wedding? Why do we need to have six entrees? That's insanity. You can have one other thing. So we're doing all plated because I don't believe in buffets. Good. Bunch of past apps. Uh, I also am hoping to make enough money this summer to hire my friend Gardner, who is the oyster ninja. Ooh. So SS shucking, if you've heard of him, I want him to come to. So basically, we were having a wedding with a bunch of like black and small owned business owners as vendors. And then Beth Dixon is doing our drink. So very like very specifically, we want to support curated wedding party. Want to support Richmond the way they support us, honestly. And like Beth comes to the shop all the time. We've also created a beautiful relationship. I love her to pieces. So it was very easy when it was like, who's going to do our drinks? I was like, Beth, Beth, everybody that we were like, what are we going to do? It was very easy. Um, yeah, so I was just, that's what we're doing. So for entrees, I can actually read them to you. I mean, if I you have like. to know. Yes, because I feel like the, I don't know, best ice cream in Richmond probably should tell us what she's having as her meals. You know? And then also, of course, there's ice cream at the wedding. So. Of course. But are you making it? Absolutely. I'm not going to outsource sell that. No, no, no. <laughs> we're going to just bring the truck and put one of our team members on it nice. and let them do ice cream. Because every time I go home, my family says, where is the ice cream? They don't really even say hi or how are you anymore. So I was like, let's just give the people what they want, which is to not ask me for four hours where so the ice cream want, is. Really. So please, by all means, have fun. Okay. So the Sierra Leonean portion of the meal, which is where my father's from, is a baked Cornish hen with jollof rice and gravy. So that'll be jollof 2.0. Yes. I'll see if I can save some for you. Thank you. And then we're doing, of course, short ribs, mashed potatoes, carrots, uh, salmon with lemon roasted potatoes and garlic green beans. And then our veggie is a cauliflower steak with all these vegetables as well which nice. was surprisingly delicious and no one has ordered it yet I love but it's okay because I'm going to eat it Actually, <laughs> people do not have enough cauliflower steaks on any menu they I don't. love them I love cauliflower in general probably more than most people I don't actually really want it mashed but otherwise I really like it I don't think I've had it mashed don't do it okay it feels like that's something babies eat yep your future is obviously very bright. You guys, I got. I think I'm breaking up this conversation. Like, I feel bad Scott's about like, like asking wedding. questions. We can do it all. This day is why long. I get paid the we big do. bucks. This is like, this is what... Your future, Rabia, is obviously very bright. Well, thanks, Scott. I hope so. We mentioned last time we spoke was uh, on the podcast was in August of 2020, which was before. Ruby Zero Scoops. has happened since Ruby then. Scoops open, <laughs> right? So we have Correct. some catching up to do. Yes, at least our listeners. Oh, There's three things that have happened since then regarding her like actual like businesses. Yes, holy moly! One of, one of the things you said on that podcast was that food is your love language. Yeah. So my question three years later is: Is it still your love language? It is. I think I'm. See, we get that weird news voice when he does that, doesn't he? It's like this it, is my job, guys. I am going to. Read this question to you. My question to you still is, is it your love language? It is. I mean, I love to feed people. I love to eat. I was um, in Austin with one of my best friends recently, and she was like, you ever just feel like you get tired of food? And I don't think I've ever been that offended by a question. I was like, tired of food? Girl, I'm fat. No. I like food a lot. Everybody um, eats, man. It's like, especially when I had nothing to do during COVID, all I did was eat. If we were tired of food, we'd starve. Because that's what? She's like, you don't ever just get sick of eating? And I was like, no. 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 Well, eating is one feeling. thing, but like, feeding people yeah, also. Yeah, that's a whole so, different story. Yeah, so we uh, opened our storefront in November of 2020. We moved into a space in Brooklyn Park Northside that was the only one available at the time. So... 
we've basically been pushing ice cream out of this 960 square foot box with a line around the for corner three years with lines around the corner which i'm very very always grateful for um but we are moving into a brand new like build built out for a space a few blocks down so we'll go from 960 square feet to about 4,000. oh my mm. So we'll actually. What does that mean for you? It means a lot, actually. So it means we'll be able to make enough product to have more locations. Hopefully, I'm um, planning to make the back kitchen a shared commissary space that prioritizes black and brown and women bakers. Because in DC, I came from shared kitchen spaces, and it was a terrible experience. But I've also come to understand like how important that community can become. Because a lot of people that I met at my time in Union Kitchen are still my food friends to this day. So I'd like to kind. Of foster more of that within Richmond and I know how hard it is to start a business but also how hard it is to start a business when you're black and a woman so I'm hoping that we can lower some of those barriers to entry by having a space that has ovens and all the things that other bakers need um, and obviously if they need ice cream I can do that for them too you had mentioned in our in our 2020 podcast how important Northside was to you the community mm-hmm. aspect you felt that's why one of the reasons why you wanted to move there three years down the line what's your opinion of the Northside I still love Northside I think there's People have a lot of feelings about it. I remember when I first told um, an older white gentleman I was going to open an ice cream shop there, he was like, you're going to need to get a gun because you're going to get robbed and all these other things. And we've had a really positive experience with people that have been Northsiders their entire lives, who've never moved, people that have moved into the neighborhood. Um, We are now at a place where when people... Our houses are listed in the side. We are in there as like a perk. Like you can walk to Ruby Scoops. And I was like, we should be getting paid for that. Raising but property values. We're very excited about that. I think um, it kind of upsets me when people say like, oh, don't go. It's in the hood. There's people outside that are like asking for money and all these things, which I understand that's not necessarily appealing to everyone, but... It's worth it to try a place that may be out of your comfort zone if it's something that you're really going to enjoy. And I think what we create and the experience that we cultivate is very enjoyable, whether or not it's in the hood. But like the hood deserves nice things, too. And black people deserve nice things, too. And I don't have to be in Church Hill or Short Pump for people to come and see me. Um, And I think the neighborhood has a lot of potential and I'm excited to be a part of it and grow with it because I do think... It's changed in three years. We've got more food. We've got a hair salon. Um, Scrap and I have both fully outgrown our space. We're moving down the block together, which is really exciting because people love Scrap. And a lot of the time they get sent there. They get sent to us from there. So really excited about that. Our new space is mixed use. So it's apartments up top. So there's more space for people to come and get to know and love Northside. And I like it there. That's where I think we want to stay as a flagship. And um, I don't know if you guys know those those memes, those It's Richmond, baby. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. There's one that's It's Richmond, baby. People go to Northside for Ruby Scoops and Ruby Scoops alone. <laughs> so I, I hope that that doesn't stay that way. I, mean, I do I love hope where the same. you are. Thank yeah. you. I mean, I think I mean I think it's growing. I mean, you. Know, I don't want to say it's growing. I think that it's evolving. Yes. How about that? Like I love the I love that there is. Um, there's people in those storefronts. Right. As opposed to empty. I think it's a beautiful street too. It is. And it's, there's so much like historical just existence there that I think people forget about, but you know, also that ABC store is like a gem. It it, it is. And then Manchu's right, Manchu's right next to it. You can't go wrong with Manchu. I really hate to say that. I mean, like you don't have to look for your product. You just like, this is what I'd like. Oh, with the window. Uh, Or with the the desktop. Yes, but they are so helpful. They are very, Uh, 
purchased from there before. Well, you, I, when you go to get wings and ice cream, cruise through there. Yes. It's like freaking great. Would love to see more restaurants come in. And I think that's going to take maybe folks like myself that aren't afraid of what Northside is now because things are evolving and changing. And I understand that it's kind of in the process of being gentrified. So I think for me, riding that line of how do I stay true to people that have been there their whole life and also welcome people that are new, but it's ice cream. It's easy. People love it. They want to come there and it's not something that you like get into tiffs over, you know? So I know when Brooklyn Park Market was purchased by someone that's doing something, I would love for them to open so that I can get more food when I'm at work. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I love Northside. I don't really fully know where our next spaces are. I think Bakari has more... And I have an idea of where those things should be because he's like a native Richmonder to his core. I came here for four and a half years for college and I dipped. And so when I was here, I just spent most of my time around campus. Around campus so, sure. you know, I, I'm still learning. I'm Richmond myself, even though I've been back for three years. Flagship. Flagship. Truck. We got an ice cream truck. So. And also, lest we forget, I won a Food Network competition. Yeah, that was true. that part. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting Sorry, there. guys. We're getting We're there. Getting, we <laughs> ask the questions. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. You yes. just answer them. So one of my fellow competitors and friends from the show, she has... Um, this is the Ben of, & Jerry's Clash yes, of the Cones Clash of the 2021 Cones. Yeah. TV star. Yeah. How did they come... Before we talk about the end, <laughs> let's talk about the beginning. How, how, did, like, how did they find you so i've done two other shows i did guys grocery games a terrible time i had a terrible time um and then i did bake it like buddy which was a discovery channel show that was a cake boss thing rewind why was it a terrible time with guys grocery games and just <laughs> let it all out because we have talked about guy fieri on this and i have to I'm a, oh do people love him roby you love him well i mean he's um, charitable okay and Yes, <laughs> but so, change my mind. Okay, so I'm I'm agile. My when they okay, basically they <laughs> treated you poorly, ambushed us oh. is what I'm gonna say. So you know when you watch guys grocery games, it's like three or four chefs. You do what he says. It gets to the end. We get there and there's like eight of us in the van and we're like, what? The this and they're like oh we're filming two at a time today and we were like "Mm." two shows or two people two episodes what they were saying they're filming two episodes at the same time we were all like i don't don't know what you're saying we get there and we're all on the same set and they're like can you guys guess what's happening and we're like we're working in teams which is but you didn't tell me i had to work in a fuck a team with somebody i don't know somebody i don't know who it was so our pairing it was like unlike a friend or foe so i was like sweet and spicy so here i am i'm patient which one were you (laughs) i was i was doing the sweet when i should have given the spicy but they hired they were like you're the ice cream and the other girl was like a girl that makes kimchi and i said girl she's a grown woman excuse me who makes kimchi so they're like sweet and spicy i don't like spicy she didn't like sweet so immediately we were just like butting heads because her whole deal was like she's a pastry chef what does she know and i was like i've been cooking period for a long time i know a lot but we just like weren't getting along and then when when they asked us do we know what's going on and one of them was like yeah obviously it's a show where we're in tombs and then whoever's left they go against each other and for some reason guy blamed production for the fact that we figured out not that just we were adults who could use their critical thinking skills this is a food network game show folks and he lost it he snapped on everybody and was like one of you in that room in the back better figure out who's to blame for the fact that they know what's going on so i'm coming to ream you and i was like oh my god 
In front of you? This in front happened? of all of us. He snapped. He snapped. And I was like, ooh. ooh. And then we had to like the first round, which we went home the first round because we just couldn't get along. They liked my food. They didn't like hers. I made a fried French toast. We had to do some oh, some fried Who stuff. Who were the and- judges? Do you remember? Of course you do. Mm. Nope. No. Well, maybe not. That man with the glasses. Oh, him. Trent or Troy. I don't remember. I'm sorry. The Carrion? No, no, no. Not Jeffrey. Okay. Just some dude that like judges on guys' grocery games. I think he's a food critic of some sort okay and then a lady and then guy okay. so very descriptive as you can tell I don't yeah. <laughs> man a woman and a man <laughs> a man a woman and a man gotcha. um, and we had to fry things and only use things that started with the letter F mm. and the dude was going for too long Guy Fury was like we're supposed to be talking about things that start with the letter F me are you done talking and I was like oh <laughs> this man is spicy <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he was nice like to us as competitors and individuals but I and I doing the same thing every day and being on set I know that gets tiring so I'm sure that's a reflection of him just being like I'm mm, sick of this you never know but I mean it's making him money Lots of it. So yeah, but they like have like forty two shows, fifty two thousand. I think about seventy four of both of those things. Mm -hmm. I've never been to a Guy Fieri restaurant. I don't think you need to. But I've met him, and I have a plate in my mom's house that says Chef Rabia, great job. We loved your sauce. So bad experience with Guy. I've met him. Um, I wasn't on a show. I mean, I was (laughs) on his show, but like I wasn't competing on a show, right? So like. I don't know. He didn't curse you out, did he? I mean, he said very little to anybody. Okay. I like a person that cusses personally. Same. I got a potty mouth, so I don't have no problems with it. I don't understand the problems with cuss words to begin with, but that's a whole different show. Like, oh, it's the so problem weird. is, I have I to mean, bleep them all out of this sock podcast. A cuss word. <laughs> Do you really? Yes. Yeah. Why isn't sock really? a cuss word? Sock, sock, sock. Bleep it out. <laughs> extra, it's extra work, extra work for me. Sorry, guys. I could pull it back then. No, that's, no. No, please. I have the beep on, on standby. That's how I manage it. It's the Roby beep, uh, usually. It's but. usually me. Yeah, because usually. I'm screaming about something else. <laughs> Who even then I missed one, and my brother Eric says, you missed one. There you go. Well, it's you know what? It's PG-13. So is Bar- the Barbie movie, so I feel like we can cut. There should be some curse words yeah, on that one. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so Guy's show sucked. It sucked. But Mostly next- because of who I had to right. partner with, and, and she was just kind of a butt face. <laughs> and everyone who's I'm not going to have to play butt face. Yeah, I, I had to think, think about that good. one. But everyone that's watched it was like, wow, she was absolutely horrific. And I was like, correct, mm. she was. And I was also going, I was had stuff going on in my personal life. It was just like a lot of things where I was like, I don't, I don't want to be here, but I said yes. <laughs> then the second one was Bake It Like Buddy. Uh, which I'm was not familiar with that buddy. one. Buddy. Buddy the cake boss. boss. Oh, Buddy. Buddy Velastro. <laughs> yeah. like, who I'm the like, hell is that? I'm like, um, Buddy. It was a <laughs> short. Buddy the Elf. Yeah. Yeah, the Elf. Well, I would love to make anything for Will Ferrell also. Will Ferrell, if you're listening, <laughs> I'll make you ice cream. Like that Buddy. <laughs> I think he's a fan of the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who's listening. Whoever. If you're famous, you want ice cream. Let me know. Um, <laughs> all of you. All of you. I'll have time come October after this wedding. I can do whatever you want. Um, buddy. Bake it like buddy. Yes. Cake boss. It was a competition where I got to bring someone. So my cousin and I went. So that was really fun because I got to do something with a family member and we kind of like focused on our culture and the cake and all that. Um, we were just not people that make cake, so the whole cake started falling apart. Mm. He kept trying to give us more time to like mm. figure it out. He was very sweet. So it was very Is like... It, do you feel the pressure when you're there, when the cameras are rolling and the lights are on, or you kind of just have tunnel with vision? With grocery and- games, yes, because you only have a half hour, and they don't like give you extra time. With Cake Boss, with Bake It Like Buddy, it was different, so I'm gonna, I'm really going to probably blow y'all's minds here, but, and I'm sorry for that. When you watch people put cakes in the oven in competitions and they pull them back out... 
Those are cakes that you baked days before and flew in with you. Mm. So, correct. We had to, before we got there, we had to make all of our cupcakes, all of our cake. We knew what our assignment was. We had to take all of our frosting. So, we basically had to take everything and, like, build the cake there, but also bring batter and stuff to, like, fake it till you make it. So, you have to fly with all your stuff. Who pays for all of this? They do. Okay, I just want to make oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. They pay for it, and then they like reimburse you. Society pays for it, ultimately. <laughs> well, no, I didn't realize you had to fly with your baked goods. Yeah. So we had That's like a whole each, we had like thing. two suitcases full of cake for both. We had like four suitcases total, so like our clothes, which was just a corner of stuff, and then all of our cake stuff that we had to bring with us. I kind of want a suitcase full of cake. I'm not going to lie. It was it was interesting. <laughs> we took it like immediately to production. We're like, okay, this is this is in Los Angeles or New York. This was in Jersey oh. in Hoboken. In Hoboken, am I saying that right? Even more Probably glamorous. Not. Hoboken is Hoboken. better. Yeah. I prefer it. Actually, I'm sorry guys, I'm saying things like my parents. Put the bleep Hoboken. No, <laughs> Hoboken is what it is. I like Hoboken. Anyway, so we had to fly it all in. We gave it to them. Scott's gonna lose his mind, and I love it. This is like sometimes I would love it when this happens because he's like, I don't know what's, like, what's happening. Happening. I have so. questions I want to get to in my deep journalist voice. So yeah, all right, read them out. We put it all I together. The story. Our cake. Our cake. It's ben and Jerry's eventually. Cake fell apart. Uh, he was really sweet. And like, like toppled. Oh, totally toppled. Like we didn't have the dowels in the right places. It was like bowing out. Um, it started falling apart. This is my favorite. This is actually my favorite moment from anything I've ever been on. As I came back from commercial, all you could hear was me go, help. <laughs> and I love it. I just want to spit water all over this microphone. I want you to know if that isn't the first part of this podcast, I'm going to, like, if that's not the intro, we missed a real opportunity. <laughs> It was my favorite thing. It's just cut right back. Help. Because I was freaking (laughs) out. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) It was a very true blue Rabia moment. (laughs) Man alive. All right. Good, good, good. Okay. Back to this. Cakes fall down. Help. And then they cut to me just trying to like squeeze it together and I'm like I can't I can't just fall apart whatever um, and that was hilarious to me because I didn't even realize that that happened until that moment where it came back and they I played was it 4,000 like, times on the on the actual show oh, it's like probably it's gonna be on repeat in my head forever so we're good here but like so yeah we tried we did two things they didn't work out so what year and month was this approximately uh, Guys Grocery Games was 2015 that I filmed aired 2016 Buddy was 2018. These are both times where I'm like very skinny, so I just have this like large head, basically bobblehead Rabia, just on these shows. Um, and then I got scouted for a couple of baking championships, so like Christmas and Halloween. Made it all the way to the end, like final rounds, and then didn't get chosen. And I was like, whatever. Then now that I've done these shows, I'm on this email. I get casting calls, like yada yada. So I get one. So if you've been on a show. You get emails. So the company, okay. the company that I've worked with, has been JS Casting mostly. Um, I know there's other ones, but they reach out and there's different things. So there was one that was like, "We're filming, we're casting for an ice cream show," and I was like, "Ooh, that I right could up do." Alley. I think I could do that one. I feel like I have skills here. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> this, "Is this my time?" So open the like application and it's a hundred questions. I am an intense procrastinator because the ADD is real within me. And I was like, I'm not about to do this now. I'll do it in a couple. I'll just take my time and I'll do it, whatever. And then a friend of mine in DC, his name is Jamal Queeman, also known as Mr. Bake. 
He's won a lot of championships with different making. He won at Bake It Like Buddy. He does a lot of competitions. And um, at the bottom of that email, I think it said, if there's any time you want to refer somebody to something, you can. And he was like, hey, I saw there's this ice cream show that's going to happen. I referred you. They seem excited. So just keep that in mind. I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. Literally like three hours later, I get a phone call and they're like, hey, we've heard about you. We've done other shows with you. We know you really do ice cream. So we want to interview you in like two days. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, but here's the thing. You have to fill out two applications. So it went from the hundred questions I was trying to avoid to like 200 that I had to sit down and do. And I was like, oh my God. So I had to do it. What kind of questions do they ask you? Why do you think you're good for this show? Tell me about your um, career and like your resume and what other shows have you done and what awards have you won and have you ever been arrested and are you running for political office? Do you have an agent? Are you in what's that? Those you, that thank yeah. you. I was like, I'm not about to say the right thing. <laughs> Be like BAFTA. That's something British. <laughs> no, that's, um, not that's not the one. <laughs> so they were like, you have to do it, and I was like, damn it. So. Uh, I did it in sections. Bakari had to like basically treat me like a child and be like, okay, you're free. You can go do something else for 20 minutes <laughs> and come back. And then he'd be like, okay, it's time to come back. I'm like, oh my God. He Pomodoro'd you? Yeah. You know, like when you have to set up the, that's so amazing. He was like, your 20 minute break Just is Bukhari over. Level. Come finish this. <laughs> I was like, fine. So did it, did my interview in the shop. You know, we have the pink ceiling. I had my signature pink on. I don't even realize half the time that I'm almost basically only wearing pink. And... They were like, do you love pink or something? And I was like, no, I hate it. Never heard of it. Because I'm funny. So, I mean, no. Yeah. Just everything in here. So had my interview. It seemed like it went really well. And they kept saying, like, it's an ice cream show. We didn't know it was Ben and Jerry's. It's an ice cream show. They're going to give you a theme. They kept saying 4th of July. And I was like, if I have to make a 4th of July ice cream, I'll knock everything over. <laughs> Ended up not being that way. So did my casting call. Seemed like it went well. They were like, hey, they th- we think we love you, but we're still in the figuring out things because that's what I've learned with these shows it always takes they'll be like we'll call you in a week it takes like three weeks so it's not me it's not you we just are don't know yet yeah Yeah. but I was you know I was just in a space of like I just opened this ice cream shop life has been just throwing things at me but we're doing well and I've I got into a space of like, if it's for me, it's for me. If it's not, it's not. And that's how I've treated most things now and shows. And they were like, well, you know, we'll let you know what's going on. I get a call and they're like, hey, have you ever lived outside of the country? I'm like, no. They're like, cool. Uh, We'll be sending you some information in a little bit. Just wanted to make sure. Click. I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. Next call I get is from one of the producers that's like, hey, so here's how the show's going to work. What do you think about that? I'm like, what? They're like, so it's a Ben and Jerry show. We're filming it. At the factory, it's going to be like British Bake Off style because of COVID. And we're going to throw some challenges at you guys and whoever wins gets a prize. I'm like, what do you, what prize? Like, that's very <laughs> like shrouded in Like a couple of mystery. cases of ice cream? I don't I'm need like, that. If, what am I going to win? Because hopefully it's money. And they're yes. like, okay, cool. All right, well, we'll talk to you later. Click. I'm just like, what's happening? So now I know like I'm... In the final running. Okay, well, I guess I'll talk to Matt. And then I get an email and they're like, congratulations, chefs. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Now it's time. It's on. I know I'm going to Vermont. That's all I know. Have you been before? I've never been. And I feel like I still haven't been because I basically <laughs> was just at the, the factory. factory. 
uh, at a few other places where they were like, feed people ice cream and look at the camera. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, okay. So <laughs> I feel like I've still not been. Uh, we were in Waterbury. There was one Lyft and one Uber, and it was the same driver. Wow. <laughs> so when we were all like, we can't find a Lyft, they were like, oh, we, we can, because there was six Dave, of us. Dave, come over There were six of us. They were like, we can take half of you and come back with the other half. We were like, I guess, sure. Because we don't have cars. And the production van's not taking us anywhere except to and from set. Right. Um, and for how long were you up there? I was there for two weeks. So, yeah, they're like, we don't know what's going on. We don't, we have the potential film dates. Then I get a call and they're like, okay, so you're leaving in three days. I was like, wait, what? So you had just <laughs> opened up, like, when did you film this? So we opened Scoops November 28th, 2020. Right. So that was Small Business Saturday. Mm-hmm. Ooh, strategy on my part. Okay. Nice and then done. we filmed end of May. So I think I got back, no, was it end of May? I have literally no idea. We're gonna, I can check. We're gonna look at our check the videotape. Instagram. <laughs> I'm just going to type in Vermont. <laughs> yeah, it'll come right in up. In my phone, and then it'll come right up. Um, and it was interesting because they're like, you know, it's, it's a four-week show, so we're making it look like you've been here for a long time. So I was there from May 20th through like May 30th. Okay. I came home and went like immediately to my parents for whatever three-day holiday that is. Memorial Day? Probably, yeah. That's the one. I get them confused. Film all day? Filmed all day. So we filmed, the first episode was two challenges. We broke that up. So we did our mini scoop challenge. um, And then we filmed the Kevin Bacon episode the next day. We filmed the Ludacris episode the next day, but it got rained out. And so then the following day, we did finish the Ludacris episode and the Cake Boss and Ace of Cakes episode. That was one of the- Cake Boss came back? Yeah, that was one of the worst days of my life. I was like, I swear to God, if I don't, I was, it was just a (laughs) bad, (laughs) I was just like, we started at 5am and I don't think we finished till about 8pm because we lost the day because of the rain. Um, So it was interesting. There was six of us all from different parts of the country. We had a New Yorker, two New Yorkers, someone in Miami, someone in Chicago and someone in New Orleans, plus me. When you walked in, did you size up the room immediately? So how about this? Uh Uh-oh. On the flight from Atlanta to Vermont, I sat next to one of my competitors because they put us out of who... Thank they you, totally did American that. Airlines or Delta. I don't, because I don't. So I'm sitting there on the plane. This dude's like looking at Ben and Jerry stuff on the computer. I'm texting Bakari. Like, I think I'm sitting next to someone I'm competing against. Then I need to use the restroom. I'm like, hey, do you mind letting me out? I'm at the window. He was like, the seatbelt sign is on. I'm like, you can either let me up or I'll pee right here. <laughs> Those are your two choices, you sir. Him out first. Second, actually. Okay, um, but that's not before he stole my caramel. We can get to that. Oh, well, we are on this podcast and I was like she's taking it I've already told you I literally said that to him I'm like it's done there's no way she's not winning this thing I mean period well thanks I appreciate it I mean so the the very first day when we did the mini scoop challenge everything was a mess so this dude who I sat next to ended up being kind of like the problem child of, of the show and like was, he's the seatbelt sign is on guy you that totally tells like, you what an, I can see that I'm not sure <laughs> what aviation rules you're following I could if I have to use the bathroom I need to go please move Thank we you. are ascending or descending so let Just me out in the air <laughs> yeah. I can't climb over you you're like six four please so we get there we're all we're supposed to have like an we get there, they tell us we have three hours to make ice cream. We all start immediately, like, trying to 
like reason with them like it's not enough time like we're like begging for them to change the structure of the show we're like how are we supposed to make ice cream in three hours they're like we're all like if we finish early can we start for the next day like we're just <laughs> trying to reason with them about why it's not working they were like no this is the format of the show deal with it we we're like fine so first challenge you like an hour and a half to make this ice cream daniel gets really over the top like i'm gonna make cookies and all this stuff and then everything just starts not working he tries to throw liquid nitrogen into a forty thousand dollar ice cream machine what to make the ice cream spin faster <laughs> everyone he's like can i throw this in here we're all like yelling at him cussing at him because we were like no no you can't do that so after that everyone's like most of the youngest person in the competition was very upset because she felt like he got more time than the rest of us because he wasn't within the parameters and they like really liked what he made and she was really upset and I was like I haven't eaten all day and I'm I need to eat so I like pulled one of the producers aside and I was like I'm really grateful for all of you and I love that you're doing your jobs but we can't go the next 12 days not eating all day because we're going to get in the interview room and be mean and you don't want that and they were like that's fine (laughs) we understand so that same producer Corey like walks me away I was in second place in the first challenge and she was like your ice cream was my favorite don't tell anyone I said that and also don't tell anyone I said this if I were you I'd be prepared to be here the whole time (laughs) yeah I was like what she was like yeah so you better find Have some a good snacks. night. I was like, oh, get some okay. of that cheese. That cal- I'm, I'm going to need cheese. you to provide your own snacks for Mia. <laughs> after, well, after that day, we went to the Jessica and I, who gave me the truck, we went to the grocery store, like walked over there and got a bunch of stuff because I was like, I can't function like this. So so you mentioned Kevin Bacon and Ludacris. I'm yeah. a celebrity gossip kind of person. He loves it so much. He's going to ask you all the things right now. There we go. Let's do it. I've actually never met Kevin Bacon. So because of COVID, everything was like pre-taped. So we... They didn't even let you wave at the guy? No, it was nothing live. It was all pre-recorded. So it was like, okay, guys, who's today? And then like they'd pop up on the screen. And the first one was the Six Degrees Kevin Bacon. So he gave He had really positive things to say about your ice cream. He did. I remember that. So I have reaction videos from both Kevin Bacon and Ludacris. Kevin Bacon is kind of more in a chill place in his life. You know, he's on his farm. He's acting some. He's doing music he's got more time Ludacris was like smack dab in the middle of Fast and Furious junket so his video is like 30 seconds Kevin Bacon's video is 4 minutes and 33 seconds <laughs> of him talking about how much he likes my ice cream in the most like calm voice asking oh, everyone on set to grab a spoon so they can taste it super lovely individual seemed to really like it it was just fun to watch because I've never obviously I see Kevin Bacon as yeah, Kevin Bacon doing his job, mm-hmm. not sitting Fun there enjoying, not sitting there enjoying <laughs> my ice cream and talking about it like he's on a talk show. So that was really exciting. I've never met him or known how to get in touch with him. Um, I love Ludacris, and I always have since back for the first time since I was like literally ten years old, and every morning because we're there they're like oh, get excited when people come on screen ah. and then Ludacris comes on screen and I literally start screaming and like flailing she said help <laughs> in my head I was like help <laughs> flailing I live in and they were like either Rabia is a really good actress or she loves Ludacris I was like I love Ludacris and start screaming <laughs> maybe a little both <laughs> Everyone's laughing at me and they're then they so they didn't tell us the first episode that when you win, the person whose ice cream who ice cream made ice cream for gets that pint of ice cream. Oh, cool. So I I was like, hold on, I'm sorry. Are you telling me if I win Christopher Bridges is gonna eat ice cream that I've made with my hands? They were like, Yeah, and I was like, Cool, I looked at everyone and I was like, You're f-ed. <laughs> Bye. Because <laughs> if I don't win this challenge, I will burn this show down. <laughs> you know what I'll burn it down. So 
Yeah. Once he said what he wanted, like it's interesting. That one wasn't hard for me. Not because I'm like, oh, I'm great at what I do, which I I feel like I am, and I'm very grateful for it. But I've been making ice cream. That's all I do now. So when you throw some rest or some ingredients at me and say do this, I'm going to do all I know how to do, which is make ice cream. And then to put the cap on the story, Ludacris came to Richmond. He did. So I didn't get to meet. He was supposed to get two points of ice cream. One of the producers ate them because they loved that flavor so much. It's still one of my most popular flavors is strawberry yum yum. The Kevin Bacon flavor is out now if anyone wants in on that. Um, But I heard he was coming and I had been like reaching out on Instagram, which obviously doesn't work, doesn't manage that shit. So I messaged one of the producers and I was like, hey, I don't mean to be bothersome, but Ludacris is coming into town and I'd really like to give him some ice cream. And he was like, cool, let me see what I can do. Nice. And put me in touch with like his manager and his uh, road manager. They were like, you can come bring him ice cream. I was like, amazing. I'll be there. My best friend and I went. <laughs> they were like, okay, he's expecting you. I'm like, oh, yeah, I <laughs> Help again. I have chills. Look at my arm. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what? They go, he's expecting you. I walk into his trailer with like a Costco bag of ice cream. And I'm like, hi. And he's like, hello. And I was like, oh, no. I didn't tell you I was coming. I was like, hi, I'm Rubia. Oh, I love you, Rubia. Because his video was screaming that he loves me. And I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, it's me. It's Rubia. Because you, you've never seen me. But I, I brought you ice cream. And he was like, oh, hey, what's up? And I was like, I don't do you know me? <laughs> I, brought, I, brought you, I brought you ice cream. I like, couldn't talk. My best friend was like, you know, I don't know do. Help. I literally just couldn't think. And then I was like, I brought you ice cream and I brought spoons. And I like slid it at him and was like, here. And now I'm going to sit with you and we're going to eat it together. And I'm going to watch you this eat this ice cream. Date. So he, because I was like, oh, I made him two things. I made the flavor I made for him. And then I made him a flavor that was like strawberry and peanut butter. Just other stuff that he liked that I didn't put in the ice cream. Yep. He was like, these are great, but I do have to go on stage. <laughs> in the sense of, you know, like most... Thousands of people waiting for me outside. That part now. wasn't the issue. It was the people, you know, dairy can affect your voice. Uh, so he was like, I'm going to have to eat these later, but also you can mail me some. And I was like, I'm not do that. I still need to mail him ice cream. Ludicrous, if you're listening, it's coming. Yeah, I'm going to send it, with, send it with my wedding invitation. Dry ice. Farrell and Ludicrous. We got to get yeah. this podcast out to the masses. So, dry ice. Because in my in my head, if Ludicrous loves it, then he will do what The Rock did for Salt and Straw and give me money. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So that was, I guess, my next Put question. Put it in my hand, please, sir. When you when you win a show like Ben and Jerry's, right. when you win a show like the Ben and Jerry's Clash of the Cones, it's obviously good PR. Absolutely. But what does it mean to your bottom line? I mean, they pay you a reward, and that reward yes. is half of its taxes, and I don't Correct. know if that really means anything. So it was twenty thousand dollars, right? It was. And so, like, so like you a, spend it like that, probably. So like well, I. Maybe stupidly or smartly decided to use it to start another business. Of course. And here it comes. And that's Susie Snow. So <laughs> that's called Segway, folks. <laughs> Learn that in journalism school. Somebody give me a podcast. I can talk about nothing. It'll be great. Not it. that you guys are. not We're talking about important <laughs> things. I will talk about nothing. Whoa. <laughs> I'll talk about Love Island, probably. <laughs> also good to talk about. Just not on this you podcast. All, you all talk about important things. Susie I would, Snow. I would just, <laughs> Which is important. I would just ramble and hope people wanted to hear it. I love it. They do want to hear it because we want to hear about the Susie we'll call it for sure. Rubia rambles. Anyway, so Susie, yeah, it, 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 itself. it does. That's just the marketing degree feeling like I have it's to like use a spin-off it. Show. It is. Yes. It's the different world of what our Cosby show. What does she think about what we had to say? <laughs> <laughs> so Susie Snow is a New Orleans style snowball shop. So shaved ice. Um, I realized there wasn't anything like that here. And I thought it would be a great idea because apparently I hate having a life in the summer. I just oh. like to work, which is cool. 
But um, also, I love New Orleans. So I just felt like a great segue to continue making like desserts because I know that's what people know me for. It's a fairly like low margin, high profit business. It's delicious. And again, food is my love language and like happiness is my baseline emotion that I hope to evoke from people. So I feel like ice cream and snowballs and shaved ice and snow cones, those are very nostalgic for people. And it's a great time. And like, I want you to feel like a the best child version of yourself when you come into either of these shops. So um, Susie is actually in Carytown. So we just moved there March of this year and that's going pretty well. We're excited for Watermelon Festival. We think that'll be great for us. It's slam packed. Yes. So we're preparing already now. We're just trying to make enough ice to stay in business in sure. a month. Um, but then that's that. And then... Excuse me, Bakari and I are working on a couple of other concepts we have in mind, but we're not rushing to do them. Fair. So that's where we are. Obviously, Roby and I speak to a lot of impressive people on this podcast. <laughs> Success stories. Including yourselves. For the, for the well, I love part. it. Thank you. But we do speak to a really lot, <laughs> a, a lot of really incredible individuals. So I'd like to think that people listening to this podcast can learn lessons from the people who we interview. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is in 2023, what would you tell the 2020 Rabia about starting small businesses? I think I would tell 2020 me a lot of the same things I would have told 2015 me. Um, hold out. It gets better. Don't want to give up. And that's something that we're still experiencing now with Susie. And we've had to move three times and we can't fully gauge how busy we are. And there are definitely days where we're like, we don't want to do this anymore, but we got a three year lease. I'm like, we can stick it out for three years and hopefully it gets better. If it doesn't, we learn our lesson. But not giving up is kind of a big thing for me and trying to persevere because it's hard. But it's rewarding. It's rewarding to me when I see little kids at the grocery store and they're like, I love you and I love your ice cream. And I'm like, I'm just going to go cry over my fish now. But that's really rewarding. And just people, this is my favorite ice cream shop. You know, people from New Orleans, there's a lot of people here and they're like, this is the closest thing I can have to home. And I like that. And those are really feel good moments for us. Um, And I hold on to those things when things like the fridge stops working in the front or the AC conks out or somebody doesn't show up for work. And just remembering that those are kind of unfortunately all parts of entrepreneurship, but I work for me and no one else tells me what to do. And that's also very important to me. Well, one other person tells me what to do. A couple, but <laughs> we work together and we live together. So it's, I mean, you know, I've, I've learned that. Um, I would have told 2015 me who would have thought that you would end up with someone that supports you so wholeheartedly that they would quit their job and become a part of your business. I've always been the kind of person that's like, I wish I wish I could like find someone that I loved and wanted to work with. And now I'm like, oh, I have that. Was that a crazy idea? We're always together, but <laughs> it's great. Want? What else do you want? What else do I want? I want children that work in my ice cream shop for free. I'm just kidding. Um, Child labor. I got two. They could come work too. I mean, right. I'll pay them. But my, my, my parents owned businesses when we were growing up and we worked there. They paid oh, when us. you want to produce children that work in your ice cream shop for free. Yeah. Got it. Right. Not for free. I mean, technically it'll be their shop one day. So you got to learn where it starts unless you want to not make ice cream. But gotcha. it's a job you already can have. Big um, proponent of... Um, children working in their parents' restaurants. Yeah, right here. see, right? So I think, what else, 2020, Rubia? That business partner thing, not a great idea. But you learn. You live and you learn two times. Um, gosh, I can't wait to see what I have to say in three more years when it's like, what do you tell 2023, Rubia? I don't know. But 
you know, we're just trying our best to make people happy and keep making ice cream that they like and providing an experience that they like and hopefully having more locations. And uh, I'm trying to be Black Gelati Celeste, basically. So <laughs> I like that idea. They've been around for 40 years, yes. so I've got some time to get there. You've been very generous with your time, and we appreciate that. We know <laughs> well, how busy course, you are. Thanks for having me. Little Birdie told me, though, that circling back down to, to Duke's mayonnaise, Woof. that somebody... <laughs> in this room might have a mayonnaise tattoo on their body. No. It's not mayonnaise, it's tomatoes. But yes, Dukes did buy me a tattoo. And they bought Bakari a tattoo too. <laughs> tattoo too. <laughs> he did tattoo too. <laughs> so mine is on my thigh. I have the tomatoes with the Dukes banner. Nice. And then he's got the skull with the gold teeth that are Dukes. I've, I've got one. You may. Lane from Oreo's got one. Brittany from Brenner Pass and Black Lodge has got one. Who else got one? There's at least a no-brainer when they offered it. You said yes, or did you think about it? Do I really want? Oh, it was a no-brainer. Yeah, okay. It was a no-brainer because I love tomatoes, and it and the Cobra Burger guys can have them. Yeah, the boys have them, so they were actually. Joshua was the first one to show me his, and I was like, "Yeah, right." Shocking. I'm sure he showed you his. We're always. He showed showed us his too. (laughs) When I first got mine, I went in there and I was like, "Guys, look!" It just like pulled my whole dress up, and I was like, "It doesn't matter. They're fine." Um, Because they're also they're our clients, but also they're our friends. I freaking love the Cobra boys. Who doesn't? And also, who doesn't love Rabia? You're listening. Listening to Eat It Virginia with Scott Wise, Roby Martin, and Rubia of Ruby Scoops and Susie Snow. I got a new Stella's opening. A new Stella's. A new Stella's market is opening over there next to Osaka. Over on River Road? Over on River Road, yep, in the old Starbucks. So that will be an, the seventh. Wow. I mean, does anything stop them? Like, Stella's markets are taking over the entirety of Richmond, and I'm okay with that. I actually had lunch there the other day, the Scott's Edition version, and their salad is just solid. I believe French Friday was recent. Our friend Christina Dick dropped off some uh, McDonald's fries at the station. What? This past, last week. Christina, I cannot believe you didn't break me any. Anyway. There's still time. One of our coworkers at Channel 6 had her last day last week, and one of our last conversations was about her favorite food. We talk a lot about food, and her favorite food is a pizza from Belmont that has potatoes on French it. fries as the topping. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I got to get you that for your last day. So we bought it. Wow. You like Fren- potatoes? French though? fry pizza. I mean, it was, you say potatoes, kind of like, eh, potatoes. But it was literally French fries. So it's a thing. Potatoes on pizza is a thing. Sure. Right? Like an Italian thing, actually, they do it. We just don't see it a lot here. Right. And I like the Belmont one. I think it's a great pizza. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know lots of places with potatoes on pizza, so tell that coworker of yours to come to me. Where else should I try? Oh, my gosh. Fire and hops and immediately. Yeah? Yes. All right, let's do it. Yes, yes, yes. I had a good sandwich. Would you consider that sandwich the best bite of the week? It's my best bite, actually. Um, I had really good French fries at Nokoribi, too. So, you know, I need to mention those because French fries are like my love language. But really, my best bite this week is a pastrami sandwich. Mm, From where? From Europa Food Market. So it is a market that's moved from the south side into the shopping center that sits right in front of Willow Lawn. So right across from the Panera, essentially. Okay. It's in that shopping center. It's closed on Wednesday, so don't go to Europa Food Market on Wednesday. And they slice all their meat there, and A, nobody send me anything about the price of the sandwich. It is big. Ooh, the sandwich how much was it cost? It's $16. Comes with chips. Doesn't matter. It is a big sandwich. It is 
insanity. What kind of bread? Uh, it's like, well, I can't eat, it comes on rye, marble rye. Okay. But I can't eat rye. Um, I'm allergic. We found her kryptonite, folks. Marble rye. Rye bread, the, I'm allergic to the seeds. Um, so I got mine on a seeded hoagie roll, and it was still amazing. And sauces? Mustard and mayo and herbed mayo and a spicy mustard okay and that's it that's it cheese nope veg nope just meat and sauces you are going my other half ryan did the (sighs) after he ate it yes (laughs) okay don't even go there scott hey richmond get ready duke's mayo is cranking up the heat with hot tomato summer July 24th through the 30th, savor summery mayo and tomato dishes from your go-to Richmond eateries. Visit hottomatosummer.com for your local participating hotspots.